0: So we're located here uh, in Marin County, and we know that these are unceded lands. Uh, That means never having been given over. Uh, The Coast Miwok people, uh, the Wapo and the Pomo people, especially the southern Pomo and the people of the great, great Rancheria tribes. Uh, all of them still living here, Uh, some uh, in community-gathered places, and some spread all around. And we feel our kinship with them. And we also feel that the harm that has come to them from being moved, uh, from being warred upon, has been great trauma to them and to this land. And so we commit and are grateful for the giving back of this land, the recovery of this land to indigenous peoples and give thanks for their ancestral voices and healings that they have brought to us so welcome and Wendy do we want to start reading to each other um, both of us uh, sharing first what we read or one at a time it's up to you um I think uh,
1: I'll follow your lead. I think reading I offered first last time, if you want to begin this time, and I'll follow with with the passage that called to me and um for me, it's enough just to read it on if you if you have anything to say, that'll be great to hear
0: okay um, I think I'm gonna turn you turn the i oh know I guess I'll start okay. I wanted to start with Bing's essay Uh, and just to say a few things that jumped out at me from his essay. Um, One was just in the preface that he has practiced and studied Zhigong for over 50 years. That's a big number. And... Anybody who's seen Bing Teach knows that uh, it's really 500 years. <laughs> it's missing a zero. Yeah, hmm. He says that it's really uh, a practice of movement meditation, uh, and that it's a, a healing meditation that is also an accompaniment, uh, a side-by-side to sitting meditation. So I was really grateful to read such a beautiful essay. He says it complements sitting meditation. Uh, It does, and sitting meditation complements moving meditation. And it's also why I think we find great delight in the wonder walking, uh, is that we are bringing both of those things together at the same time. Um, so, I, I'm i grateful that Bing has agreed. He'll teach once a month for us uh, in the second Friday, uh, every month. Um, I'm sorry that we can't do it online as well. I think it's just impossible to have the computer out there in the parking lot. Um, So, um, starting with 50 years of practice, uh, I wanted to go back uh, into Hinton's uh, book and uh, to talk about Chan practice thousands of years ago. Um, and I had a hard time, as I did last time, choosing just one paragraph. So I've cheated and I have one and a half. Um, he's talking about sitting meditation, and about the slowing process of our thoughts that happens. And he says, the stream of thought falls silent and we inhabit empty mind, that generative ground itself. And I've been obsessed with generative stories ever since we started talking about this book. And I've given a couple of talks now at Everyday Zen that have been about this book, and also a Dogen fascicle that are about generative stories, basically. Hinton goes on to say, Here we are wholly free of the identity center free, that is, of the self-absorbed and relentless process of thought that defines us as centers of identity separate from the world around us. This is the heart of Chan, Chan Chan-dwelling mind and cosmos woven together in the most profound cosmological and ontological way identity revealed in its most capacious and primal form as nothing less than the generative tissue itself, the gentle and nurturing mother. By now it's clear that meditation is itself a radical ecological practice, even if only practiced enough to see the basic structure it reveals structures of wild mind integral to wild earth it is a remarkably simple and direct way to heal that wound of consciousness torn from the tissue of existence and in that healing things begin to look differently chan practice is the cultivation of love at primordial levels, for to see things this deeply is to love them. So, I guess what struck me about this um, was actually thinking about Wendy and how Wendy. Senses into things, how she loves them, how she demonstrates in her attention, uh, often um, unselfconsciously, and I'm going to make her self-conscious by doing this, but it did remind me of you, Wendy, that you pay such close attention. I feel like what I'm watching is love in action. Uh, that it's a kind of primordial energy that is is not censored, uh, that doesn't have a an, an editor. It's a non-speaking energy. Uh, it's very alive and silent at the same time. So as I was driving out this morning, I was listening to a talk by Norman, and he was saying that he loves silence and that people are so much nicer when they're silent. (laughs) Uh, That until we say something, You don't know anything except that the other is a human being and that they probably suffer and that they probably love and that they probably uh, are trying to find their way. And it's when we open our mouths that we get into trouble and that we sort of force our identity onto uh, someone else or or at least we we, uh, we bring our identity forward. Our precious identity. And I was very struck a few months ago. I've told this to others. I'm not sure whether I've said it here or not, but I'll say it again, that I had a really important dokesan in which I was telling Norman that I was going to retire from my job and uh, handing over my role as executive director to others. And he, as he does very stoically asked, what role? (laughs) And I said, well, you know, I'm executive director. And he said, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. I said, well, you know, I worked really hard for that for a lot of decades, and I I really um, was able to do a lot there. And he goes, "Uh uh-huh. That was the end of the (laughs) Dokasan. And so as I was reading this about being free of the identity center, uh, free to love, Uh, as in the beginning of this chapter, uh, Robinson Jeffers also says, "We must uncenter our mind minds from ourselves. We must uncenter our minds from ourselves, we must uncenter our identities from ourselves that w- that's what I feel like this whole book is asking us to do is to see that our kinship has no bounds that we are." related, we are kin to everything. And the practice that we do in silence of, of slowing our thoughts and of hopefully freeing ourselves, especially our, our heart, uh, heart, mind, same, um, from the constrictions that often come from trying to establish our identity, trying to explain ourselves. So, wild mind, integral to wild earth. uh, I feel that in the presence of this Sangha and in our practice together, we have had some beautiful moments uh, over many years now in which we have, in silence mostly, but also sometimes in our convivial celebration of the Dharma, uh, found ourselves in the heart uh, of Chan practice. So. I'm grateful this morning to be able to be here with you and to share those excerpts with you. Good morning, Wendy
1: thank you Jean mm-hmm. thank you, Asanga, for gathering today this new moon uh morning of the new moon the beginning of the Jewish New Year, 5,784 years, Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year today. And to be able to be in community together and uh, reflect on our practice, John, I think it's completely significant that we chose the exact same passages. So um, how meaningful and, and special and also, What a gift it is to be able to be in community and to feel um, our resonance and generative capacity in the middle of this huge upwelling of sorrow. The earth speaking, the wild earth speaking in the tongue of fire in Lahaina, uh, Hawaii, fire and wind taking down um, a whole city in a matter of hours and all right by the coast of the ocean and then in early September uh, the voice of the earth quaking and moving in the Atlas Mountains around Marrakesh 2,000 people crushed by the weight of the earth into the earth and most recently in Derma Libya, the voice of water, flood, rain, hurricane, speaking, sweeping almost 6,000 human beings and countless other beings into the depths of the ocean, the great ocean. Wild mind, wild earth, wild elemental earth, speaking in our times. And what will it take for us on this New Moon Day, often a time of revowing and recommitting to practicing together. Certainly, that's what's happening during this time, not only with Heart of Compassion and uh, Everyday Zen, but in in the wider community, really making a deep effort. The organic farming community gathering tomorrow at Tara Firma Farms to confirm our commitment to soil and health and so many beings gathering to celebrate in this in this time when really there are not words to convey what it means to uncenter our mind from ourselves and in honor of uh, celebrating Terry and um and Eden this morning I I want to um do the backstroke to um, Tuesday afternoon in Golden Gate Park in Striving Arboretum, Tuesday, uh, the 12th of September, the final day of an extraordinary gathering that happens every year, celebrating music. Um, All things shall perish from under the sky. Music alone will live. Music alone lives. Music alone lives, never to die. And gratitude to Colin Farish, who's a member of our Sangha this morning, present with us. Colin, thank you for two hours of extraordinary remembering what it means to be wild-minded and connected to the earth. So we sat um, from three o'clock until dark, almost, in the park. Hundreds of people gathered in different venues throughout Golden Gate Park, just listening to pianos that have been abandoned in San Francisco and are brought out, fine, old, alive pianos brought out and placed in different gardens all around the park. And for three solid days, um, pianists and musicians came and just silently took their place on the stools and benches and perches of the pianos and played so, in particular, um gratitude for the experience of decentering the mind through music and through the sorrow that comes up and the great joy that comes up from the sound of the wild earth speaking through a piano, so these wonderful instruments or uncovered parasols and umbrellas were put over them, and magical, invisible meaningful musicians took their places. Colin playing with Geron Lanier. Extraordinary afternoon of all kinds of music. Improvisation. Calling up Keith Jarrett sitting in the dark of the fragrant uh, gardens and listening to the voice of the wild mind and the wild heart. And uh, you know a combination of sorrow and re- Recommitting to our work, just sitting there, birdsong, music song, flow coming forth. So what a gift to be alive and um, and to practice together and to listen to what can't be spoken and remembered. We must, and particularly in the voice of one of Colin's favorites and most meaningful poets, Robinson Jeffers. Uh, we must uncenter, or let's not even just, let's just do this a little differently as every good poet wants us to do. Un- let us uncenter our minds from ourselves, unhumanize our views just a little and become confident as rock and ocean that we are made of. Uncenter our minds from ourselves. Unhumanize our views just a little. Become confident. Remember kinship, rock and ocean that we are made of. So on this new moon day celebrating the turning of the year, birth of Revowing, recommitting. Oh, what an auspicious time to be gathering together and to be practicing with what caused Tanahashi, who just turned ninety, or was about to turn ninety on October 4th. He called on us to deage and become fresh and new. What helps us de-age? Come back into wild mind, wild Earth. Listen. To the unwritten music of the spheres and be be renewed and refreshed. What 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 is it that most brings us to that point? Friday morning, eight o'clock. Heart of compassion beating and releasing again
0: and again. Thank you, everyone, for your practice. I said, "Thank you, dear friend." I'm not a I'm not surprised we chose the same thing. (laughs) Um, We even spliced it in the same way.
1: (laughs) It's kind of miraculous um, duet.